fuck you guys! Ah, ah, oh my god! Um, so, this was a joke for Ray, but he's not here, so he'll, I'll tell him that I told it on the radio. And then he'll come to the show and I won't tell him about it. And then he'll have to listen to it later. Um, so this is my impression of uh, six geese a laying. Thank you. <laughs> oh shit, Linda, it's not what it looks like. It's not, oh no, we're, we're just flying south, Linda. We're just flying south, don't worry about it. Okay, thank you. Um, I think that mythical creatures are safe at because every time someone believes in a mythical creature, there's some know-it-all asshole who uses science to explain it away. So uh, someone's like, oh man, I love unicorns. Wait a minute, did you know that unicorns actually existed? It's probably just a narwhal, you know, because they got the horn like that and they just got too cute. Okay. Uh, oh man, oh man, do you, did you know, do you know about, uh, um, you know about Bigfoot? Well, I believe in Bigfoot. Actually, did you know that Bigfoot is actually, was just a pile of wigs in the woods, you know, it's like, it, I, 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 God forbid that you see anything magical, cause it's just gonna get explained away, you're like, Oh man, I was abducted by aliens, and then someone comes along and they're like, "Oh man, Spencer was molested in in Chile." <laughs> oh no, that's why the cows are so afraid. Uh, I hate when I, I, I cause I smoke cigarettes. And I hate when someone's walking by me on the sidewalk and they're like. <coughs> When your smoke's not going anywhere near them, because it's just a passive-aggressive way of saying it. You know, it's like, I'm just going to keep smoking. Now, I secretly hope that one day someone's mocking me, and that turns into an actual coughing. And then deep somewhere in their subconscious, it unlocks a new kink that they didn't even know that they had. And now they can never get off unless they're coughing. And... And eventually they smoke their cigarettes because it's the only way to keep up with appearances. They can't let people know that they're a deviant. Um, people say that cigarettes are going to kill me, but you know what else could kill me? Literally anyone or anything at any time for any reason. I don't know you people, not really. Uh, yeah, I find Maurizio could be in the back like, oh, today was the day of my father's death. 25 years ago, he was killed by a dick joke. I swear the first dick joke I hear, did he just say erect to DVD? Bang, 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 and that's how I die. And Mauricio did it. Just so if the, if the police ever ri listen to this radio show, you'll, you'll know. Uh, they're like, Spencer, if you smoke cigarettes, you can't, you can't go, you can't go skydiving. You know, they won't even let you take cigarettes on the plane. And I'm like, what the fuck is harm in it? What, how long am I going to have them? They're just going to be like, you know, and now there's a bunch of geese smoking and they needed the image booth. That's cool. 
Not even the people who invented skydiving wanted to go skydiving. They were crashing. <laughs> and they're like, ah, oh, we need a hobby. Fast to zip. You think the first guy who was running with the bulls wanted to do that shit? No, he was running from the bulls. And someone's like, oh, hey, can we join you? And he's like, no, I'm dying. Uh, and that's that. I've been Spencer Devine. Thank you so much. Fine, yay! Spencer, I love the thing with the six feet. I love the act out. That was great. <laughs> oh, don't, don't, don't wait. All right. Your next comedian coming to the stage is new to the area, and please welcome him, Dakota Price. Yay! Hello, hello, everyone. It's me, Dakota Price. And uh, I just want you all to know that I'm imagining you naked, not because I'm nervous, but because I like it. All right, I'm looking at you. <laughs> no, it's going to get awkward up here, man. I'm here to ask the serious questions, man. And uh, one of those serious questions I like to ask is, uh, have you ever had macaroni so good it fucked your mouth? Well, I have, though I often have sexual experiences with food. By that I mean I end up in the corner covered in greasy fluids, sticking my finger in the pizza box like, Ugh, you dirty bitch. What did you do to me? And then my asshole hurts afterwards. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm from the south. I have a southern dad, and I have a hippie mom. So I just got to deal with the weird shit like, you know, I'm spiritual, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, my mom passed away a few years ago. It was kind of sudden, kind of crazy, out of, out of the blue. And my dad, <laughs> he just immediately went to witchcraft. Like he was telling me six months ago, he was like, so son, I'm gonna go down to New Orleans and I'm gonna get me one of them voodoo priests to bring your mom back just for a day so I can have sex with her one last time. I'm like, I don't know what to do with this information, father. No, man, I grew up with some fucking weird parents. My parents were young, man. They were really young. They were, uh, they were in their 20s when they had me. And uh, that just means that I've seen my parents fucking more than I probably should have. <laughs> like, they were like horny teenagers, man. You leave them alone for 15 minutes, and it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. No, uh, you know, being from the South, I'm told not to talk about things like uh, politics and religion. But I want to talk about religion because I think that shit's fucking hilarious. Like communion, right? We know what that is. The Lord's Supper. Why are we having the Lord's Supper for breakfast? Uh, anyway. No, it's the, it's the blood of Christ and the body of Christ. And uh, we spend all this time talking about the body and the blood, knowing that they grant our salvation. But what about the come? What about the come of Christ? What can that shit do? Is that how you get Baldwin's? No, uh, I even know how we could serve it at communion. It could come in, uh, any, anybody ever had a toaster strudel? <laughs> just the, the, the packet with the, the icing, you just, you know? <laughs> no, uh, it's a little gay, you know? Nothing's gay in 2022. No, you you can't just have one letters. It can't be gay like 90s gay, you know? Like, I could watch this guy suck 10 dicks, least gay shit I've seen all day. You need more letters, and you need to get your game up, and you get it going. No, I love it. No, uh, you know, everybody has their number when it comes to, 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 to sucking a dick. Uh, 
You know, mine is fluctuating right now like the price of Bitcoin, going up and down. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, it's getting real weird up here. Um, <laughs> so I just want to tell a real quick story. Uh, this is something I've been working on. This is a true story. So the first time I got caught smoking weed was the same day my dog died. Yeah, I was 12 years old. That's a young time to be smoking weed. But I stole some pot from my mom, and I was smoking it in the bathroom. They were. This is in the time when children left their. I mean, parents left their children home alone. Uh, so I was smoking my mom's weed in the bathroom, and then my little sister comes up to me, and she's like, "Bubba, there's something happening under the house." So I'm like, "Stoned. Let's go on an adventure." I look, and it's a coyote that had eaten my dog. Yeah, horrible, brutal story, right? And uh, I'm high. Imagine a, t a high 12-year-old having to deal with this. I went and told my, uh, I, went and <laughs> I went and called my dad. My dad came, killed the coyote, and I had to bury my dog. We were all solemn and going inside. He goes in the bathroom. Dakota, what is this? Oh, shit, he found the weed. My, my mom's pipe, everything, you know. He, I've been caught. I've been busted. Right? So being from the south, I got my ass whooped with a belt, you know, you know, uh, Good old physical punishment, whatever. But you know, my dad always did this thing. He asked me, "Do you know why you're in trouble, son?" And I'd have to give him a real answer. I told him, "Because you caught me smoking pot." I said, "No, because you stole your mom's pot." And uh, thank y'all. That was my time. Right? Yay! Anybody have any comments? Yes, any comments? I do. As a matter of fact, I have something to say. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, dude, real funny stuff. You um, you had to bury the dog, but you didn't tell us what you did with the coyote. <laughs> so I think you should do something about the coyote. Other than that, it's really funny. Um, God bless. Thank God, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Anything else, guys? That was a that was a great story, Dakota. And I was just gonna say what um, what you said to your father when. What do you want me to do, Dad? act out about that with when he's yeah you know what i'm saying yeah i get you i get yeah. you and i don't know what baldwins are oh the baldwins uh like uh, if you have the come of christ it can turn you into like alec baldwin one of the baldwins oh know. okay so. all right i don't know because it's magical christ it's come magical it I does weird shit <laughs> <laughs> all right any any other comments yeah. No. So expand on the powers of the Come of Christ. Just really get into the lore of how powerful the Come of Christ could be. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for the feedback, guys. Wait one more. could come in flavors too. <laughs> God, I love you, Lauren. <laughs> All right, Dakota Price, everybody, one more time, yay! Your next comedian coming up is Sam West. Yay! All right, everybody. I'm gonna uh, try reworking a few things, but mainly actually trying some new stuff, and it's. 
been on the on, on deck for a little while and I was like it's a little iffy. But bear with me. Monday night. And I'll start off with a scissor. People ask me, Sam, how do you get so strange? To which I explained to them, well I grew up and I ingested copious amounts of whiskey and tobacco. Luckily for me, it was just a candle. You've got to slow it down with all the different subscription services, you know? 15 bucks a pop, Redbox, Discovery Plus, Peacock, and that's just OnlyFans. <laughs> Interesting. See, I thought that was a little hacky, because it was like very, I, I know the formula. Uh, I love feedback, by the way. Um, I'm not into promiscuous hookups, you know, things without strings attached. I like the strings. Give me the strings. That's why I only fuck puppets now. Had to break it off with Pinocchio last week. I really like the guy. But he made everything too kinky. Like one night he asked me to role play as Elmo. I said, eh, not really. The mean Elmo impression. You know? I like that. You know, I, I can work with Elmo. But he never told me what he was going to be. And I had to find out halfway through coitus when he turned around and said, I'm a real boy. That one's very interesting because that kills at bars when there's like one guy to tip it off and then it bombs everywhere else. <laughs> uh, all right. Growing up, I'd go to the same fair every year and this creepy carny would always comment on how tall I'd grown. One night he asked me to go in this little tent with him so he could measure me. I said, sure. At which point he took his dick out and held it over my head. And I think he might have been a pedophile, but I'll never know for sure. Because after he measured me, he shook his head and said, Nah, man, you're not tall enough to ride. All right. On the way here, I walked. Had to go to the bathroom, so I stopped by a gas station. I said, Hey, man, can I borrow the restroom? He said, No, nah, sorry, dude, employees only. So I got smart with him. I said, Hey, man, can I get a job application? I think he figured me out, but he gave me a chance. He said, I'll tell you what, if you can clean this restroom and make it cleaner than it's ever been before, you got the job. So I'll take you up on that. I went in there, and I destroyed that bathroom. I took I took the biggest, most brutal, sh it, it was like a muskrat on the side of a lake. I was pissed at the guy, so I didn't even flush. I was, fuck this guy. Anyway, I'll spare you more description, but the moral of the story is I'm seriously questioning that gas station standard for cleanliness. Because I got the job. <laughs> I'll end it with this, all right? One happy, we'll do some car cells, do a silly joke, okay? Uh, my mother tried to commit suicide when she was young. <laughs> Here's what happened, she got real drunk, got behind the wheel of a car, drove into a tree. Luckily, she walked away unharmed. To the amazement of everyone, about three weeks later, found out she was pregnant with the beautiful baby boy you see in front of you today. But I've always wondered, had she known she was pregnant, would she have still have had those drinks before the attempt? All right, thanks, everybody. <laughs> have a good night. Sam West. Yay. I think you should say, um, be specific. Should she have had those six beers?
or you know, and name it type of beer or whatever. This is the thing. Um, uh, also, one of the things I love is is the Pinocchio thing. Is it a line? I'm a real boy now. What did you? If you say now at the end, meaning because you had sex with him, now. Um, I felt like Elmo was a little bit of a throwaway, um, because you did do a good impression of it, but I feel like there's more tags that could come from including that in the joke. Um, it could be more of a part of the joke, or you could be like, he made me roleplay a cookie monster, and he wouldn't let me swallow. Regardless of what to of what parties or what whatever you're role playing, you could change. Yay! One more time for Sam West. And your next your next comedian is Mauricio. Yay! Yay! Give me all the love, yes, oh my god. White people arguing about magical coming shit, man. I cannot believe how outnumbered I am in the mission. This was La Mission. <laughs> all right, too soon, okay. Oh, yeah. I'm actually old in comedy years. Uh, I remember performing here back in the day when it was uh, Pirate Cat Radio. You guys remember that shit? Yeah, Pam Benjamin was like a barista, and I got like a monkey, uh, mocha bacon latte. I was like... I was like, wow, oh, that was a, those are that was a trip. I was like reflecting, walking down the street. This used to be one of the most dangerous neighborhoods ever, especially if you were Mexican. You know what I mean? Or like walking through here with a Dodger hat, and they'd be like, "What the fuck do you represent, homie?" And I was like, "Dude, this is a fucking Buddhist jacket. You know, I represent reading. I don't know, enlightenment." <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I've been uh, living in Hayes Valley for a hot minute, so I'm woke. You know, so I'm gonna slow my speech down for you, dumb sons of bitches. You know. That's all, I can easily say that about San Francisco. You dumb sons of bitches do not fucking read, right? You guys are so scared of education, you put Barnes & Noble in Emeryville. I was like, God damn, man. I'm a Seattle guy, and Seattle is just down the street, you know? Go in there, read for free, and then get home in time to watch Frasier on syndication. That's how I get down. Yeah. Good stuff. Good times. Reflecting, man. Ah, that, that, this does frustrate me a lot, man. One thing that does piss me off is I'm noticing right now that stand-up comedy is getting better. There's motherfuckers that work in tech trying to do this, right? This is insane, you know? Like, they literally go to a nice house. They're like, don't do this. If you have a nice house and a nice relationship, go do that, man. Like, we are, <laughs> I'm fucked up in the head, man. This is it. This is all I got, right? Yeah, man. Like, oh, my God. And then I hate when they, like, start complaining on the Internet for, like, certain posts that I posted. Like, I actually pissed off a liberal white guy. Because I ins I dissed Guillermo del Toro, Mexican director. He's like, man, you're wrong, man. I was like, dude, you're not even Mexican. Like, dude. Like, and if he actually hired more Mexicans in his fucking films, then I wouldn't have to fucking diss him, right? I'm sorry that he sucks too much British dick, right? I can't respect that. That fucker's from Jalisco, man. I'm from fucking Sinaloa country. You know? I don't eat goat. 
There are differences, man. I would love to stab that man. My name's Spencer Devine. <laughs> Radio Universe. <laughs> uh, one thing I like to talk about is I almost died for a fourth time. This is it, number four. I almost died from internal bleeding one more time. Damn right. I only respect comedians that almost died. If you haven't done that, you're probably not that funny. You should quit. <laughs> yeah, almost died for a fourth time, man. Lucky number four. Uh, I'll never forget the best one that I almost died. Uh, it was uh, actually like the first one back in Seattle. That's my most priceless one, my favorite one of them all. Remember, I was like at the park smoking DMT innocently with my friends, right? You know, and uh, and then we, one of my friends started talking about like portals to like different dimensions. I was like, yeah, this is where I gotta go, you know, <laughs> right? So I start getting to the street corner, and this uh, the nice white symbol, right, tells me to cross the street. Then a normal-sized white lady in a big SUV hit the shit out of me. Crazy white. So it knocked me out for a little bit, right? So in a dark place, I saw a white light, right? And I was getting closer and closer, and I heard a voice like, Mauricio, you have to go back. Your friends and family need you. I was like, but I don't like my family. They're all horrible people. And my friends are full of shit, man, all right? That's a horrible fucking place, man. I want to stay right here, damn it, all right? I was like, you owe me, universe. I was a really nice person. I want to stay here. You owe me a naked chick on a clan with two angels flying, god damn it. And then I came back, I was like, no, right? And I woke up in this white woman's arms, like, are you okay? Do you need to go to the hospital? I was like, I'm Mexican, I'm used to suffering, so I'm just going to go have a beer, right? And then I performed at a shitty gig in Tacoma, Washington with a little blood dripping. That's how much I love comedy. All right, what's And, uh, whew, right, man, that honk throws me off, man. I don't know what that means. It just keeps doing dirty. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you. My name's uh, Spencer Devine. Hey, Mauricio! I love the Barnes & Noble in Emeryville. That was great. I don't, uh, I don't know who the Spencer Devine guy is, but yeah. he sounds handsome. Keep bringing him up. Very funny. I love you. I'm going to get some of this, uh, these pecans. Okay, your next comedian coming to the stage. Please give it up for Art. Yay. Art G. Hello, everybody. Guys, we're here on a rainy day on a Monday. Let's give it up for us, huh? Yay. Yay. Rainy day. Guys. Guys, I feel like I'm getting older because when I'm out with my boys now, we'd be talking about old people shit, you know? Like, we talk about the recession. We're not talking about the economy, just our hairlines. So Inflation has fucked everything up, hasn't it? Food prices, inflated. Beer prices, inflated. Men's height on dating apps, inflated. Fucked up. A little bit about me, guys. I'm an immigrant. Uh, I was born in Armenia. Then my family moved to Russia. Then we moved to the United States when I was 12. We moved here. I had the summer to learn as much English as I can before the school year started. And the advice that I got was to watch a lot of TV. Because you hear people talk English on TV, you start picking up on the language. So I did. All summer long, I was watching TV like it was my job. But it was weird because I was starting to understand people on TV, but not in real life. Turns out I spent the entire summer watching Telemundo. Ay, Dios mío. Telemundo presenta una telenovela 
I don't know, man. I was flipping through the channels. I just saw the hot weather girls, and I was like, no, mama's way. This is the channel for me. I don't know. Being an immigrant is hard. Um, you know, you come to the United States, you don't know the language. It's a huge culture shock. It's hard to assimilate. Everything's so different, you know? And a lot of immigrants relate to this, no matter where you're from. But I have this one coworker that always wants to relate to me on immigrant shit. She always wants to remind me that she's an immigrant herself. And it pisses me off because she's from Canada. Toronto, Canada. See, three years ago, my country was fighting a war. And three years ago, Toronto, Canada was fighting the Golden State Warriors for an NBA championship. It just, I, I don't think it's the same, you know? And I'm kind of fucked up. You know, I grew up in Russia, so sometimes I think like a Russian. Because I look at Canada and I'll just think to myself, how come U.S. hasn't invaded them yet? Guys, um... Pull out my notes for this one. Um, the most badass thing about me, guys, is that I've been arrested and I went to jail. Yeah. The most dumbass thing about me is that I've been arrested and I went to jail in San Francisco for weed. And here's what's stupider. I did not get arrested by a San Francisco police officer. No. I did not get arrested by a California Highway Patrol officer. No. I got arrested by a San Francisco State University police officer. You know how embarrassing it is getting arrested by a campus cop? That's like getting suspended by a substitute teacher. And I did not know they were allowed to do that. I did not know they were allowed to do that. And then you might think, Art, that's stupid, right? Because, of course, a campus cop could arrest a student. Here's the thing. I was not a student. I was not even on campus. I was a mile away. It's actually true. Here's what happened. I was driving, and I got pulled over because my windows were tinted the fuck out. Limo tints can't see inside. So I got pulled over because obviously the cop couldn't see my white privilege. I got pulled over. I get handcuffed. He calls for backup. And real cops pull up this time, right? SIPD. This time, I imagine he called for backup. He was probably like, hey, this is campus cop. I made an arrest. I'm going to need backup. Real cop on the other line must have been like, "Are you even allowed to do that?" Yeah, I went to. J I was. I'm gonna be honest. I was like one of those white boys that thought he was a little gangster. You know, I thought I was hard. But reality hits you so fast when you're in that jail cell and you gotta make your one phone call. You're just like, "Mom, please don't get mad at me. Could you pick me up from 850 Bryan, please?" Oh, I don't know. Uh, let's do some new jokes. Um, I'll go back to uh, talking about being an immigrant. One, one of the hardest things is like the culture shock. One of the biggest culture shocks of coming to America which is seeing like strangers smile at you. They don't really do that in Russia, right? Especially men. Men in Russia don't smile at other men. It's too dangerous. Because somebody might think you're gay and in Russia that's five to seven years without possibility of parole. Can't risk it. The uh, sexuality is a spectrum, right? I think homophobia is as well. Because in San Francisco, if you call somebody an F word, you're a ho homophobe, rightfully so. But in Russia, you call somebody an F word, you're progressive. That's it. Thank you, guys. Yay, Art. Art G, everybody. Anybody have any comments? I love you too, Mark. What do you love about me? <laughs> Thank you. 
I didn't expect you to seriously answer the question, but thank you. <laughs> I love it. Surprise. I tried taking your feedback. I think I need to work on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hit up my friend. I was like, can you tell me what they say in the beginning of the telenovela? Yeah, I need to figure it out. Oh, yeah. That's good feedback. Yeah, I thought you meant fuck too. What was that? I thought you meant fuck too. Okay, that's yeah. good feedback. I just, I'm just scared to turn the crowd away if I say fag on stage. Do it? <laughs> <laughs> fuck, this is on air! I'm gonna get fired. Sorry. Well, um. <laughs> the other F word. Okay. Oh, we'll try it. Yeah, yeah. Like a radio. This crank person. Yeah, that works. That works. I like that. Oh yeah, I like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm a shitty actor. This is Campuscope. <laughs> Over. I like that. That's really good. That's really good. Thank you. Anything else? <laughs> Fuck you, Mark. Uh -huh. All right, thank you, guys. RG, everybody. Yay! We have two more comedians, and the next one coming up to the stage is give a warm welcome to Kyle Morrissey. Woo! I was uh, I was watching. You were talking about Canada. I was. I remember watching those Canadian truckers protest all the COVID stuff last year, and I remember thinking, like, damn, I d I did not even realize they had Republicans. <laughs> like. Like, maybe, I think that's why we haven't invaded them yet. We just assume everyone up there is a pussy. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you had to ask me what a Canadian, if you had to ask me what a Canadian conservative was, I would just assume it's someone who refuses to say sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's as bad as it gets up there, just iPhone footage of a guy in a Tim Hortons parking lot. Just like, no, I'm not going to bloody say it. <laughs> like, you can't make me say it. You can't force me. I remember, so the truckers, they were like honking as a form of protest. They were honking, and they wouldn't stop honking, and everyone was getting pissed. And I remember Trudeau was like, as far as I'm concerned, these aren't even real Canadians. I was like, dude, they're making the same noise as your geese. <laughs> like, <laughs> they might be some patriots. I don't know. Anyways, um, when I was growing up, I had parents who, you know, they said the whole, like, you can be whatever you want when you grow up. You can be whatever you want. And I remember feeling like that. I felt like they were kind of full of shit because I, they were the only ones who said that. I, I didn't have I didn't have any other parents <laughs> corroborating my potential. Like if I like if my best friend's dad pulled me aside one day and was like, "Listen, you're the best son anyone could ever ask for, and I love you," <laughs> and then I'd be like, "All right, maybe mom and dad are onto something." <laughs> you that guy Shane's dad said I was cute. <laughs> like you ever you ever have such a hard time remembering your childhood you wonder if you were molested <laughs> like that's that's 
I, I don't remember growing up, and I can't tell if it was because it was so boring or because something happened. <laughs> like, and uh, I'll be honest, I think what makes this even worse is I'm just kind of banking on maybe being molested as an excuse for all my flaws as a person. Uh, like I, I, have, I have terrible boundaries when it comes to people, and, and I don't want to take responsibility for it. So at this point, I'm just like, maybe I was molested. <laughs> like I, would expl- I remember one time I had a therapist who he was like, I don't, I don't think you were molested. I was like, hold on, I, I, let's not rule it out. I might need, I, ne- I might need to play this card <laughs> for a certain point. All right, we're gonna move on from that. Um, I've always, I've always thought it was weird that it's physically impossible to tickle yourself, but jerking off feels so good. I, I that, that, that feels like a paradox to me. Like my spouse will like tickle me as foreplay, but the moment it gets serious, I gotta be like, no, let me do this part. <laughs> like, <sighs> what else do we got on the docket today? <laughs> um, I, uh, I I feel like everything that was cool when millennials were young has aged pretty poorly. Like we used to get bloopers at the end of every movie. Even Pixar movies, which th- that's kind of weird, because it's like you. Ju- now that I'm an adult, I'm like, you just made those bugs make mistakes. Like that, <laughs> that wasn't organic. That wasn't in the moment. What a weird job. Like, how was your da- how was your day at work, honey? I made a walking stick trip. Like, I, I'm choking on my saliva and I'm stumbling over my consonants up here. I don't really know what's going on, but I, I, I uh. Bloopers nowadays suck. Now we get one blooper and we don't even get the movie. We just get a news article. Alec Baldwin killed somebody. <laughs> I want to see that movie. Like, <laughs> at least get they, at least they finish Rush Hour too. Like, did you honk me by any chance? Have I been honked? I'm, I'm blowing up here. <laughs> uh, let's see. <laughs> oh, it's one of those truckers. <laughs> I uh I was at a I was at a baseball game recently and during the seventh inning stretch everyone was singing the YMCA you know it's fun to stay at the YMCA it's fun to stay at the YMCA and just hearing that lyric over and over again it hit me like this song is so offensive to homeless people <laughs> like they must hate the all they've been trying to do is stay at the YMCA and they can't they can't get in they and now they the dude outside of Oracle Park has to listen to like fifty thousand people who will never need to stay at the YMCA. Talk about talk about how fun it is. The dude's been w- trying. He's been sleeping in the tents tonight. <laughs> That's basically basically what I'm saying. Buddy. <laughs> Kyle Morrissey, yay! Anybody have any comments? No comments. I love the the Pixar bloopers idea. That was great. They're very good. All right, we have one comedian left. Thanks to everybody for sticking around. Please give a warm welcome to Sydney. Working? Oh, there it is. Okay. Hello. Okay. Hi. Um, I was. I learned. Um, I'm pretty behind on the news 
usually so, but mostly because I've been avoiding it. But um, I found out about the Trump baseball cards. <laughs> and I was like, Trump made these NFT baseball cards. I was just like, wow, we are really living in an SNL parody. And <laughs> I was like kind of mad about that. I was like, there's no way that reality um, is allowed to be an SNL parody. And so then I was like, well, how could I make it worse? <laughs> and I was like, what if Trump had tarot cards? Just like tarot, like Trump tarot cards, where Trump's face is photoshopped onto every card. And then I was like, how do I make it worse? Because AI generated Trump tarot cards. You know, AI is super popular. And so then I downloaded the AI. And it took a really long time to make them, but I did make some. And <laughs> they're really funny. I did bring a printout of a few um, to share if you wanted to see. Um, okay. So you have to be very specific to the AI, um, or else it'll make him look good. <laughs> like it's but this one is the world. Um, if you input like, um, like you, you give it a seed card and it'll like sort of generate it, and that's it. So, so the world and the devil are both both a rider weight. So good. Um, and if you there's the other one. If you turn some of them around, um, there's also the star and the eight of. And then um, I would just need to make sure that, you know, people who don't believe in tarot or astrology stay that way. Um, so yesterday, instead of celebrating Christmas, I went around posting signs on, on the street poles saying that the moon is in retrograde. The moon can't go in retrograde. Retrograde is, like, going backwards. And, and But I don't know. I just thought that, like, People would get so upset about it. <laughs> or not notice it, and seeing it's not. <laughs> um, but that's also an AI-generated moon. So <laughs> Whose moon is that? Um, <laughs> nothing. That's what I uh, was doing for fun instead of celebrating Christmas with my family. Because <laughs> that's way more fun than that. Um, but I have a story of, of something that happened during event uh, last month that I think is pretty funny. Um, I was at this event, and I was in the elevator, and the elevator is part of this experience of this event. And there's this one guy, and he's like, his whole shtick is like saying dad jokes, but they are getting me really upset because they weren't very funny and not very dad joke-like. <laughs> and I'm in this elevator, it's packed, and his joke goes, why did Jesus die on the cross? And I muttered my answer, but I thought I muttered it loud enough. But I just thought that no one thought it was funny. And so then he says his answer, and his answer was, because he forgot the safe word. <laughs> and I hated it. And so, so I got I like stormed out of the elevator pretty upset. 
but no one um, laughed at my joke because I thought it was funnier. Um, but then I was trapped in the Taylor Swift room because my friends were singing songs, and so I was in the bathroom taking selfies as Taylor Swift does. And then the guy walks back in into this room, and I'm just like, oh no, we have to leave immediately. The guy's back. I don't want to hear his stupid jokes. And he like says his first joke, and I'm just like really angry at him for no reason. Um, but he doesn't know that, and I'm in the bathroom trying to avoid him, and he's just like, like so happy go like he doesn't even notice what's going on, and so he says his joke, why did Jesus die on the cross? And then I like turned around, real upset, and I was like, to get to the other side! <laughs> and then I left. Sydney, everybody, thank you! I'm gonna do a real quick. Do you want? Do you still want to share this story? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'm gonna do a real quick. Thank you. Give it up for the Lauren folks. Come Yay. on, one more time. Thank you. Yay. This is this is real. Just real quick. One one thing for uh, Scotto and one thing for me. Um, my therapist says that I have cognitive distortions, but she doesn't always call it that. She usually just says, my thinking is fucked up. It's a technical term, cognitive distortions. It means your parents really fucked you up. Expect a lifetime of therapy. I <laughs> oh shit, I can't remember the rest of it. God damn it. All right, we'll just do this other one then. Um, this is a song that uh, uh, Scott wanted me to sing for you. I was singing this, uh, maybe you probably guys know this one. Uh, I like to count things in my head, because I have OCD. I like to drive myself insane and do so endlessly. Do you remember that Coca-Cola ad from the 70s? I like to teach the world to count and be obsessed like me where everything has a number to count and sometimes it won't rhyme. Everybody, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, thank you, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Ladies only, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. OCD is the real thing, not Coca-Cola. That's for you, Scotto. All right, thanks everybody. Do one for you? Do you want to hear the existential crisis song? Okay. Oh, I hate to have an existential crisis when I'm on stage in front of all of you questioning life's meaning and its purpose, not finding any and letting you all down. <laughs> all right, thank you guys. Thank you for sticking around. Thanks for coming out in the rain. This is a joke workshop. I hope it's been helpful. Thanks very much. Good night.
Watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Hi, this is Carl. I wrote this song. I I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to call the French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hey, Hi, Mike. Carl. Thanks for having I am an official co-host now, and I, I welcome our audience. I was going to thank you, but there's no need to thank you. I'm a regular. You've been a regular on this show for, I don't know, the second year. We've been oh, I've been regularly day. booked. Yes. We're right now streaming first on MutinyRadio.fm, the Internet's uh, radio station from San Francisco. You can listen to us every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We follow Found Round Sound with Scotto at noon, and we're right before Ugly Sundays. Uh, so you can tune in to mutinyradio.fm uh, beginning at noon PST and listen to some music, then watch a movie with us, and then listen to more music. How about that? We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We also have a podcast by our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We also have a YouTube channel that uh, – Colin – Carl, sorry, Carl. Uh, Carl That's all right. Colin's equally as much a friend as me. <laughs> like uh, level. We we are here on YouTube as well. Uh, you can watch us yourself. Hey, look, I'm wearing my mini radio shirt. Exclusive. Oh yeah. wow! Uh, Holy cow! Those what? you can't just get those for free. Mike Spiegelman's wearing a mini radio comedy <laughs> festival in Los Angeles. That's like the last year and a half. Um, we so. You can follow us on the YouTube, you can follow us on the podcast, or you can stream here as right now on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny Radio can use your donations. Go ahead to Venmo, donate at Mutiny Radio. 
Carl, what is the movie we are watching? What full-length movie are we watching today? Today we will watch The Kid Brother, 1927. The Kid Brother, okay. 1927. The channel we like is Title Films. Uh -oh. Way to hit it over the head. It's what, films. What's that's the catch? What's like. the catch? Okay, so go ahead and type in The Kid Brother. That's from 1927, and that's a special year. We'll tell you in a sec. It is hosted by the channel <coughs> Films. 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 Click the link, hit pause, move it to zero, zero, zero. Uh, we have a really excited, Carl produces this show, did the theme song, he yeah. syncs up the videos, yeah. and he interviewed a celebrity comedian. I did. To, yeah. So while you go on YouTube and figure this out, chill out. Carl has an interview with a uh, celebrity comedian. The celebrity comedian will give you, talk about himself, herself, and then we'll do the celebrity comedian countdown. And when that comic says go, we go. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Gary G. Garcia. Welcome, Gary. What's up, baby? Now, Gary, thank you for having me. Yeah, well, thank you for being there, I, being here. I mean, I have you here because you are a big-time, hot-shot, headliner comedian. I was excited to get you. But the first thing I want to say is when people look you up, they got to include the G, right? Yeah, you know, G. Garcia. Very important. Otherwise, Very important. I come up, uh, when you Google Gary Garcia, I come up like on page nine. <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot more people named Gary Garcia that are doing much more than I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you put in Gary G. Garcia, I pop right up. Now, you were a Epic, Epic Records recording artist. Yeah, Tell back in uh, 1992. How did you get from there to here? Okay, so we're going back to 92. Tell yeah. me a little bit about that time and what was going on with you in your life. Uh, well, we had, uh, we, had, we had started what at the time was the first live hip-hop band. Uh -huh. so it was, uh, you know, live guitar, bass, drums. Uh, we had a live DJ, and then we had a dude, my boy Peter George, who figured the samples, and I was the vocalist. Uh -huh. And we were called uh, Smoking Suckers with Logic. Focus uh, SSL for short. You know, now, we, we, had, we had a very brief, very quick pop of light, you know. I got to get into Rolling Stone magazine. You know, I had a little <laughs> article there, first issue of Vibe. So it was very quick, and we faded very fast. Well, we, that is still... We killed ourselves, really. We shot our own foot too much. <laughs> well, a hell of a ride. So what, you guys self-destructed in a way? Yeah, no, in every way. That's exactly uh, what happened. We just, you know, you can't give a bunch of... When I, I was 22 at the time. When we got signed, we got signed uh, for like 800,000. Wow, it was yeah. a very large. It was a very large uh, deal for you know a, a first-time band, and uh, everything was looking really good. But our heads blew up before the album did. <laughs> our heads blew up even before the album came out. I mean, we we're 22. We didn't have no guidance. So you know, here it is. We're taking pictures. I was in the first issue of Vibe. I played with Ziggy Marley. I was playing with KRS. Wow. I played with Julian Lennon, and you know. And so, well, we also got, I should mention, we got kicked off the Bob Marley tour. I mean, yeah. the, the Ziggy Marley tour. Um, because of, you know, our antics. We were a little crazy. It was, it was a lot of kids from the street. And, uh, you know, a lot of things happening quick. And no, nobody, you know, we, we, were, we were just wild, man. We went on tour, and that was the end of it. Once we got back from the tour, we left. They gave us a 12-passenger van to go on tour, brand new. When we, when we bought it back, it looked like it was from Road Warrior. 
Oh, wow. The windshield was completely shattered. I hit like a wild turkey five miles an hour in cruise <laughs> control. It was insane. It was an insane ride, but it was fun. You know, we had some moments. I got a song in uh in um Street Fighter Two, the animated movie. Uh huh. They got one of my songs in there. Awesome. I got a couple of movies. It was cool. Yeah, that's very cool. I mean, I I understand that it fell apart, you know. Yeah, but then we got black, which is very true. You can get black. <laughs> I, I thought that was a myth, but it's actually very true. You can get black. You know, we had all the majors coming after us when we first signed with Epic, but then when we broke up with Epic, nobody wanted to touch us. The word was out not to even let us in the door. Yeah. And we weren't. We weren't let in the door. We could have probably broke so. through it. We were very talented, but I didn't have the patience. Mm-hmm. You know, I was young. Now, today, I had kids you're and stuff, started having kids. You are not young anymore, right? Not you're sure. in your 50s like me, and you're yeah. out there doing comedy. Now, your your base is Atlantic City, and this is a tourist spot, so the crowds are good every single night of the week, right? Tell well, me about this. Pretty much. I mean, the winter slows down. In the winter, the average, like I said, on a Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, you're probably going to get like 20, sometimes even 15, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, for some reason, Tuesdays, I think it's because they give the free hotel rooms on certain days. So Tuesdays, for some reason, pop. Okay. And uh, then you got the weekends. The weekends carry us through. Saturdays, we're always going to have 100 or more folk shows. We do two shows every night. And uh, we're supposedly opening up another spot down the boardwalk. I'm not really at liberty to say it yet because I don't think it's been completely finalized. Right. But if that's the case, we'll have another room. Before no, COVID, we had five rooms. So that'll make you have three rooms. Yeah, then well, well, the Anchor Rock Club, I don't know if we're going through the whole winter with them. They do okay. a lot of rock shows there, too. Right now, we have a deal with them where we're doing uh, Mondays and Tuesdays. Okay, okay. You know, so uh, what was the, I mean, before COVID, we had five five rooms every single night of the week. I would do a show in Tropicana, run to, run, you know, get off the stage, run all the way down because we had another show going on, but I was going on later, run down to Caesars, then run to Bally's. Then finish it off over at Showboat. Wow, what a night. Good times. Yeah, it was rock and roll, man. Just running from show to show, going off. It was great. And each room was usually pretty well. Because there's always going to be people out here. And the good thing about Atlantic City is the people that come out here, unlike New York, I do a lot of shows in New York. I'm out there every Monday. I run a midnight show there called uh, the Not Quite Tuesday Show with my brother Adam Gable. Uh-huh. When I say my brother, I mean my brother in comedy. Um uh, Adam Gable, we run we run a midnight show there. We've been out there for like, we've been out there doing shows for two years, but with the Not Quite Tuesday show, it's a full year. We just made like a year about three months ago. We made a year over there. So that's always popping. But out there is different because that's tourist also. And, yeah. and, but the tourists there are from like, you know, you know, in other countries. You get people mm-hmm. from Denmark and England and Ireland. In all these different countries, which is great when you when you do well because you know your stuff is universal. People from anywhere can you know can relate yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah. But in Atlantic City, the tourists that you get are Ohio, PA, you know Chicago, Detroit, and, and right. like you know uh, Florida. And so when you hit the road, these are people that are actually going to follow you and become fans and and stick with you. Having having two fans in England is great. <laughs> but it's not going to do nothing for my career. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so the good thing about Atlantic City is it correlates to when I hit the road. Because mm-hmm. the people that see me in Atlantic City, when I come out to their hometowns, then they come out to see me. So, yeah, so Atlantic nice. City, you know, has been, been a blessing to me. 
you know, in so many ways, even just the time. During COVID, we were open. Once they opened up the restaurants, we were the only live entertainment in probably anywhere in, in the East Coast, but definitely in Atlantic City, there was nothing else open. No bars, no clubs, nothing. No live shows. We were the only live show. We were allowed 60 people, and uh, we were sold out every single night. I bet you, yeah. And I was doing two night. shows a night, 30, 40 minutes a night. There were some nights, I think the longest I did was like an hour and 26 minutes is the longest I've done so far. One night they just let me go. I was like, go as long as you want. Gotcha. Um, but I was, there was a point I was, I, I'll say, and I'll say this boldly, and I'm pretty sure it's true. I was doing more time as a comedian than any other comedian, definitely in the East Coast. Uh-huh. Um, I would probably say the world. I was doing an hour a night, easy. Gotcha. Every single night during, during the lockdown. That's your so job. There was a point where I was just building and building. I, I, it's been a great opportunity for me, you know? Well, yeah, you were talking to me about your comedy special. You've retired all those jokes because yeah. you don't want people to come out and see you go, oh, I saw that on the special, right? That well, means I just want them to see me to go home and be like, oh, I didn't, I didn't hear him say that tonight. This is right, right. Tonight. Now, you've also got this Rated G podcast. Okay, and yeah. I'm sure it's G from Gary G Garcia and then Rated G, which I'm sure it ain't, you know. And I yeah. think Brian. No, it's not. Who's your co-host, Brian? Brian Licata. Licata. Okay. Yeah. Tell me about this one. Two episodes away right now, which by the time this comes out, I'll be at my hundredth episode. Very nice. Be a very big milestone. I've had like some good people on there. I've had uh, uh Jimmy G from um. Murphy's Law on there. Mm-hmm. I had Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong. Yeah. I had Eleanor, uh, Eleanor Kerrigan on there. She's a beast comedian. She's also from, um, what was that show, Entourage? Right. So we got some good, some like really good people. And then, and then most of the people you're going to see on my show are people who are going to be stars. Gotcha. You know what yeah, I'm saying? I'm, like they're I'm, making noise. They're up there. These are people I believe in. And uh, these are people to watch out for. Tell I'm, me about this one. Two episodes Right now, which by the time this comes out, I'll be at my hundredth episode. Very nice. It'll be a very big milestone. I've had like some good people on there. I've had uh, Jimmy G from um, Murphy's Law on there. Mm-hmm. I had Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong. Yeah. I had Eleanor uh, Eleanor Kerrigan on there. She's a beast comedian. She's also from um, what was that show, Entourage? Right. So we got some good, some like really good people. And then and then most of the people you're gonna see on my show are people who are going to be stars. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're making noise, they're up there, these are people I believe in, and uh, these are people to watch out for. Now, you're no slouch yourself. You've even been on Showtimes. The show was called Billions. Tell me about that experience, how you got cast, (laughs) what happened there. That's that's a lot more big. People always say, you might have seen them on Billions. Yeah. People who don't know me did not see me on Billions. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, I basically was in the background. I was in the background. I did background acting. I'm very good at, I'm in a couple of movies pretending to talk. But people <laughs> who know me saw me on on Billions. Like, people who know me called me up like, yo, gee, I just saw you on Billions. Because when we did this shoot, I saw, you know, there were all these seats to the left, and then to the right, there were these two seats. So I already knew. I'm like, that's where the main actors are going to be sitting. You know, everyone else is going up on that. So, of course, I picked the seat right next to them. And then everybody saw me do that, so they all started jumping into the seats next to them. And then <laughs> they moved everybody around, but I got to sit right next to the dude, so you see me throughout the whole scene. So yeah. technically, I was on show. Yeah. You know what I'm right. saying? So technically, I was on, you know, I was on Billions, you know. 
Well, you got a great credit for opening. I made, apparently, I made a, I made a, an impact because they wanted to bring me back, uh-huh. and uh, they couldn't because it was the season I was already in it. They realized they already had me on the other one because somebody else had saw me and wanted to bring me on another episode. Oh, okay. I get typecasted a lot in the uh-huh. background acting field. I'm I always playing like a, like a, a prison inmate. <laughs> uh, I had a role where they finally I was uh. Covering attic number three. <laughs> I was I was hoodlum number two. And what's crazy is when, whenever I go, I always go to wardrobe. And right when I walk up, you know, they'll look at me and go, "He's you're good, you're sweet, you're fine, yeah. you're Even if I'm playing a recovering addict or or whatever, you find way here. <laughs> I don't know how to take that. That is, yeah. Well, I mean, you should be offended and all at the same time be like, well, you know, the truth is Sorry. the truth. Person's really good at picking the person they want to play. Apparently, I look at you know what are you gonna do? You know? Okay, so now, how can people find you out there on the internet, on social media? How do people? I mean, we can Google Gary G Garcia. Is that the way to do it, or you gotta? Uh, I mean, yeah, that's my thing on everything. Gary G Garcia is uh, my Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you can go to AC Jokes. You know, they have uh, all the house comedians there, and all my links are there. But if you go to my Instagram, it has my link tree, and it'll link you to everything I, I do. It'll link uh-huh. you to the special. Uh, if you want to check out Rated G, that's on um, it's Rated G with Gabby G. Garcia and Brian Licata. But if you put in, just get into the Gabby G. Garcia, it'll pop up. Yeah. Uh, okay. You just put in Rated G, a bunch of stuff pops up. That's on Spotify. That's on YouTube. iTunes. That's on, that's on anything where you can get uh, yeah. where you can get podcasts. But if you want to catch all my episodes, go to Spotify. They still support free speech. Uh, <laughs> my stuff gets pulled on YouTube sometimes within well, minutes. See, yeah, within I, minutes I, that I put it on. That's where I catch you on YouTube because the video goes with it. You know, yeah. it's not just audio. Yeah, on Spotify they have the videos as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, Spotify you can now watch videos as well. Great, it's pretty awesome. I also do uh, the JoJo and Scotty Morning Show every Monday. At 7 in the morning, it's called Conspiracy Mondays on the JoJo and Scotty Morning Show. That's 100.7 FM. And you could also just put in JoJo and Scotty on the Google, and it'll bring up the – not even an app. It just brings up their page. You can listen live, and you can listen to it from wherever you are. The way you end your show, be scared. They can't control you if, you, if you're not afraid. Yeah, right? How do you say it? How do you say it? Don't let them scare you. If they can't scare you, they can't control you. That's just the truth. You know, it's all through fear that we all look like. Right now, they're trying to get us into a position where we're dependent on them. We need them to make all the decisions and protect us. They're never going to be fully protected. No one could fully protect us. You know what I'm saying? The only thing that can protect you is love. All we got is us. We're the ones that can keep each other safe by being kind to each other, by by being helpful and by showing love to each other. You know, we can't depend on them. They don't have our best. No, no, no. Wonderful sentiment. Now... Gary G. Garcia, everyone at home is poised to press play at the same time as we do here in the studio on YouTube. There you go. So why don't you go ahead, Gary G. Garcia, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Enjoy the movie. Three, two, one, go. Thank you, celebrity comedian countdown, for that amazing story. Now, usually we're watching silent movies, and I hate it because you have that plunkity, plunkity, plunk piano. But this doesn't. This has some sort of orchestral production, and it makes me very suspicious. 
1990, they did this alternate version. 1990, the Lloyd Trust and Coco Play Productions presented an 82-minute version of the film associated with Thames Television International with a musical score written by Carl Davis. Who is that? I don't know. Who is Carl Davis? No. The addition of modern credits stretched the time to 83 minutes. So I don't see modern credits, but this is around 83 minutes, and it does not have the plunkety plunkety piano. No, it actually sounds like a movie mu music. Yeah. You know, doo -doo -doo. And as you watch the film with this music, as I have done, look at that ship. You see that ship? Yeah, yeah. It's a ghost ship. Oh, no. Hey, I'm from the Bay Area. Uh, there was a place called Ghost Ship that burned down and killed a lot of people. We don't talk about Ghost Ship. Okay, I understand. Here is the original Mammoth Medicine Show, Professor Powers. But poor Professor Powers has died and left Mary. Mary oh. Powers, not Josh Powers. Mary Powers. That's question. <clears throat> and she's been talked into keeping the medicine show alive. Oh, you got the monkey? Listen here. Don't let, don't take it from me, Pally. Take it from my monkey. He took one sip of my tonic water and boom! Look at that boner. That monkey boner. This monkey will give us some funny stuff. Now that's Flash who just stuck his head out and he is like... Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. He's speaking with Flash right now. The other dude is a real scumbag. He's like the, the muscle man of the show. And, um... Oh, he's he's a real jerk. I'll tell um, you. His giant is Sandoni! Muscle Man Sandoni. Do you think he's the great star Sandoni? No, no. He's, he's the scumbag. Uh, he's now, this is the sheriff, Jim Hickory. And Jim Hickory's got three sons, but according, like, as far as the world is concerned, he only has two. That's Leo and Olin. You see him helping with the with the uh, logs here. Yeah. Now look. Snap! It breaks. Hold on! Hold on, Hold on Pop. Let me use my brute strength to bend the cane back. Now look, uh, look what they do. I mean, this, seriously, Mike. I, maybe it's a prop or something, but I could never do something like this. It doesn't matter if there are three guys. Yeah. Look at that! That's nuts. That's going to kill your back. They also yes! should be... They should be singing Unchained Memory. <laughs> Unchained Loggery. <laughs> that reminds me of Skullduggery for some reason. Oh, here is there the he third is. son. He is the, the youngest brother. son, and he is the wimpiest son, and he is our Lloyd, um, Harold Lloyd. Now, what's he doing, Mike? What's he doing? He's, he's churning butter, Carl. Right, that'll be our first joke, because he's not churning butter. He's churning laundry. Oh, I see. What are those? Like, he, first moment we see Harold Lloyd on the screen, he's very cash, he's chewing, he's yep. just chilling. Like, boom, we're already into him. Oh, right. pretty clever. He is the thing is, he doesn't look, it's on a kite. Uh, Isn't kite. that funny? Very clever. Very Rube Goldbergian. No, it's not. Yeah. In that, every episode, you're talking about the guy who made the mousetrap. Right, yeah, did you notice he lit a bird's feet on fire and then the bird knocked over a, a congressman talking and the hot air from the congressman caused Boom. him to lose the rise? Oh. Now you see him watching them, wishing he could do something like that, but he just can't. Now he is sad because it's like his father recognizes his two strong kids and not his youngest kid. 
That was uh, Bonanza, wasn't it? They were always pissed on Haas. I, you know... Never watched I, Bonanza? Not really. I, I remember it was on, it was in the reruns, but it wasn't like one of those reruns you saw after when you were seeing Homesick from school. Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't really even on the UFA channels at one point. Okay, so the first thing that happens is we put pressure on Harold Lloyd because he needs his white shirt, his fancy shirt, for tonight's meeting. Now watch, there's continuity problem. You see the goat is chewing, uh -huh. and it switches the background. That is not the greatest of all time. Boom! Oh no. Oh no, the kite. Right. But it gets stuck in the roof. That's pretty clever. Must have take a hundred takes. Now, the, the thing's really guided by a pole off camera, and we're going to see its shadow, so watch, because it'll okay. take... Okay, here it comes. Wow. No, no, no. Here it is. There yeah, it goes. Yeah, I see it. Totally. But the thing is, it, it could look like the shadow of the string, so it's not such a continuity. Who in this right mind would jump on a big pile of logs and to, like that? Okay, now, here we're going to meet bad guy. This is Hank Hooper. Ooh. Essentially, the hoop... The, the what about Hoop? Are a famous family, and the Hoopers don't like them. The Hoops don't like them? No. This guy will go on to commit suicide next year, and I don't have any details on why he did it. Wow. He left his daughter behind, too. Look at this funny thing. You don't see that every day on the farm. Now, how did they make that happen for the movie? They killed about six or seven animals until they got the shot. <laughs> they had... Now, look. You see, there's a little continuity area he, he, error. He was chasing the pig, and now he was leaning against a fence. So, anyways, like he thinks he's taking his laundry. So he says, "That's my laundry. It's my dad's good shirt." Now, look, the film sets it up that the father thinks that Harold is like, sort of like the ne'er to do well. But you'll see throughout this film that's not true at all. He is smart. He kicks ass. He fights. He is a yeah. true hickory. Yeah, man, hick I'm, I'm team hickory, trick. man. Nice, down the hill. Yeah, he didn't do it on purpose to trick him, but it happened. We, I mean, ouch. Right. Now watch how, watch this trick he'll do. He trips him, gets on yeah. his back, and it retrieves the laundry. Crazy. Now, this is very funny, too. He thinks those two socks are his, but they're a napping guy. So he gives it to the bad guy. Oh, and then the napping guy is like, who took my socks? He tried to roll my no! socks. <laughs> we'll never see this guy again. But sock him to me, guy. Now watch how he tricks um uh watch how he tricks Hank again. Hank will go up to get the laundry. And it's not clear if he thinks it's his I and mean, he must think it's his laundry. Sure. But Harold will come and say, Thank you. Thanks, Hoopy. Oops. <laughs> no one called him Hooper, right? It's always yeah, Hoop. they called him Hoop. Here's Dad. Where the fuck is my son? Uh-oh, it's another Hooper. The, now, this guy is the, the bad guy for the father. Oh. Two Hooper bad Manny guys. Manny Hooper. Hey, have you seen Hooper's brother around here? Yeah, my name is Hooper. You can call me Hooper. Hey, Hooper's brother. Okay, so they've collected money from the town, sort of like taxes that are voluntary, to build a dam. 
going to oh. be a very good thing for the town. Son, how many times have I told you, we don't want no more trouble with these hickories. But he's going to have lots of trouble throughout the film, and it's his own fault. Watch him kick him. Watch him kick. See, he kicked things. Yeah. Right in the ass. Yeah, he right deserves to be a hickory, and the dad needs to find that out. Son, they're gonna, so a lot of movies nowadays with father issues, they're always like, I, I just watched Strange World. It's like, no, dad, that's what you want to do. Right. That's right. just in this movie, right? None of that. He wants to be a hickory. He wants to join the legacy. They're famous throughout the county, and uh, he wants to be one of them, and he, he feels like he needs to earn his place. Well, actually, no. He doesn't feel like he needs to earn his place. He kind of mopes around a lot, and then later he will earn his place. Look, Carl, look. He mope? has a string tied to the, to the comb to his mirror, so he'll never lose it. Right. It'll hang there. That's a good idea, right? That's a good life hack, yeah. Now, look what... He, he thinks, oh, my shirt's fine. <laughs> Shrek is dead. Now, look, Harold Lloyd wanted... More jokes in this film than any of his films. So he hired eight gag men. Eight. Okay, watch. He can't come to the meeting because it's no place for boys. Uh, son, I'm disappointed. Right, and now he'll start moping around. Damn it. And he'll like he'll like do play pretend. He'll put on the sheriff's outfit. You'll see. So anyway. Harold Lloyd wanted this film to be really fucking hilarious, so he hired, I guess, okay, we would call them writers. Right, yeah, gag call, writers. They call them gag men, at least back in the day. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe that's a current today term, too. I don't know. I, I'm not in the business, but if, if I was, I would be the top gag writer in the industry. Oh, that's very braggy. Hey, give me a topic. I'll give you six gags by Tuesday. <laughs> I've been trying to write this joke for a long time. It's about how, like, when jokes are obvious, like, you think of a joke that you wrote on your own, but it's been done before, and how it's not really plagiarism, because you really didn't think it up on it. Oh, your own, but you can't right. do them. So it's like, I wrote this joke, and then I saw it on a rerun for Jackie Gleason, right? <laughs> and makes me yeah. realize, I could write for Jackie Gleason! Yeah, right. Yeah, you're like, oh, man, I was at the wrong time in the wrong place. I still have never made that joke work on an old, you know, to pull it out and open my gun. Maybe we'll, you and I will work on it. I'm sure. So now he's like pretending he's a sheriff and then he gets shamed. His father's looking at him. What are you doing, you little kid? You're not a sheriff. He's so good, Harold Lloyd. You know, we watched a lot of Buster Keaton. huge hit. We watched a lot of Buster Keaton this season. I kept calling him Harold Lloyd because I love Harold yep. Lloyd so much. Yep. Yeah. Now, we're watching this as we've been doing previous Januaries because uh, thanks to the public domain law in the United States. Thank you, Trump. Trump. Thank you, Trump, for not noticing that law got <laughs> reactivated during your administration. If that guy realized that, that the arts were, were getting free shit like this, he would have. No way, man. Have no way, he man. He's got to make money. It was be, it, this was not in his radar, but it was in Disney's radar. We had a deal with public domain. The importance of public domain is that culture, we discuss culture, it's in our life, it's part of our life. We talk about Iron Man, we talk, these are part of our lives. And yes. to tell these stories, at a certain point, the gatekeepers have to let go. They have to, can't be owned. You can't own Sherlock Holmes in, 
It's not reasonable. The guy who really made it, you might own the rights, but you didn't make it. It's not reasonable. It's not reasonable. So they've been making films, songs, books, and putting them in the public domain in the United States. Disney complained because Disney knows their time is up. They can't make money off of this anymore. They want to make their money. So Congress in the 90s passed a law to wait 20 years. Well, we waited 20 years, and now we're here, and this movie from 1927, along with other films, is in the public domain. And by other films, Carl, the jazz singer. Yes. The Troplitz. The first talkie. The whole thing was in the talkie, just the portion. Just the part where the Jewish guy puts blackface on his face. Right. His own legacy and had no idea that it was going to. Okay, so the medicine show stopped by and said, who signs the permits? He goes, the sheriff signs the permits, but he's not going to be interested. He ran the last medicine show out of town. So they see Harold Lloyd as, you know, he's pretending to be the sheriff, and he's playing, you know, he's on the porch. And they say, this guy's a fucking rube. We'll get him to sign the permit. And that's what they're doing right now. They don't really know they're scamming him, but they are scamming him. But it's not legit. He's not the sheriff. He's a hickory. So it's legit. What a dumbass hickory. Yeah. Hickory dickory suck my dock. Oh! The mouse ran up the clock. The clock struck one. The other got away. I like that one. Oh, yeah? Yeah, where'd you get that? It's from a guy named Bill Aronson who goes to every Scotty show. He's a big pain in the butt. But every now and then he writes a funny joke. Name names. Why not? Why not? This guy's a jerk. He should be called out. He goes and annoys all the comics. He thinks they're his friends. He goes into the back at the comics table and goes, and he just monopolizes their time. I want to talk to him. I want his side of the story. I want to hear his side of the story. Okay, fine. Yeah, all right. His Uh, wife is Nancy Aronson, and she's a very nice, nice person. So is he giving him brownies? Thank you for the brownies. (laughs) So he's, okay, the chairman's saying we've collected all the money from the town for the dam, so we'll give it to the person we trust the most, our sheriff. But Hooper, you know, is not thinking he's trustworthy. And he goes, what's that? What are you going to do with the money? We're just setting it up. He's going to be the pain in the ass bad guy throughout the film. Oh, the hoop. You know, this movie, if it had Hoopers and Sullivans, I'd be like, look out, Hoop. Sully's coming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I guess you could do Hick and... Okay, so here's the medicine show, and here is our hero. It's Mary. Would you drink? Would you go to a medicine show and get snake oil and drink it? Well, is the year 1830, and I don't know what the fuck is going on in this world, and I just trust everything I hear. Yeah, I would yeah. buy that. I want to be a he-man. Well, that's the thing. Like, what are they promising? They're promising a boner, aren't they? Back in the no, 1830s. Okay, so, <laughs> so the Sam. Um, 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 Sandoni. Uh, Sandoni. Not the great Sandoni. Sandoni will be a muscle man, and he'll be the example. This is what it can do for you. Now, look, he's pretty much going to rape Mary. Right. How can that be? They're partners in a medicine show. They've known each other all this time. You know what I mean? Like, how could he? And why is it this moment? By mistake, hit Mary on the ass. Oh. 
holy cow, she's beautiful. I like this guy. <laughs> it, it does convey, yeah. I like the bow tie. It's very important to wear a bow tie in the middle of nowhere. Well, it's 1830. That's as much a tie as a regular tie. I'm going out to the forest. Don't forget to wear your bow tie. Now here comes Sandoni, and he sees what's going on. Mary sees it and says, uh-oh, this guy will protect me. Uh, yeah. Better now this is course. either the sixth or seventh Harold Lloyd film that she's been the main squeeze, okay? Right. Now this will be the last one that she's in. Now she has this supporting role in a film called Wings, and the internet raves about Wings. Okay, he's got a stick, but he doesn't see the snake. Of course, Sandoni does. So he thinks he scared him off. Right. Oh, right, because he's so does Mary. At him. But Mary does, and that's one of the reasons she likes him. Is he going to look down and go, Exactly right, Mike. You could have been a gag man. Oh, right. I was number eight. Put a snake on it. You know, what's funny is. Most all of the gags got cut. Even though he worked so hard to make so many little jokes in this thing, they didn't help the plot, they didn't move it along. Now they're really sort of intimately touching for 1870s, 1850s, you know, sure. so they're like both nervous. Mr. Hickory, I don't know how to thank you. Well, I have an idea. Uh-huh, right, the old Hickory log. Actually, it's a love thing. Who told you my name? Oh, the Hickories are famous. You signed. Uh, you signed away your lead. Uh, your deed. Don't you remember? I, when I was in grade school, we used Hickory Dickory Dock. The mouse is <laughs> my dock. Oh yeah, I used to go to the Hickory Barn out at Willowbrook Mall. <laughs> what a you know that it would probably be rural at this time. I want you to know this whole film was shot in California, but it's rural. This yeah. is today's, um, it's it's Glendale, Burbank, and near Pasadena. You know that's not rural today. No, it's not rural at all. And yeah, it is funny because you watch a lot of silence and there are like people walking around the forest. And you're like, yeah. wow, that's where we're, where the story takes place? Okay. But it's usually because it's outside the field. You that's mentioned bad, yeah. You mentioned Wings and uh, that she's in it. Wings also came out in 1927. It is considered... Uh -huh. It's known because it's the first Oscar winner for Best Picture. Ah, I see. It's about World War One, I think. Okay, I have to tell you something. You see how we're elevating with his climbing? Yeah, yeah that's pretty impressive. Yeah. This, they put the camera on a literal elevator that they made. It's pretty cool. Now, look, it's really cute. He gets up higher because she's going down a hill. And she's like, what's your name? goes Mary. So look, now she disappears below the hill, and he thinks of another question. So he goes up higher. Yeah, and there goes the elevator. Second floor. Tree Where do you live? Yeah, second floor. Locations of trees. Where, Where do you, do you live? live? <laughs> and a man down by the river. <laughs> oh, in a horse and carriage down by the yeah. river. There she goes, disappearing down the hill. But he thinks of another question. Hey! Uh oh, elevator. This is really funny. Yeah, and Harold Lloyd, look what he's doing. He's climbing a tree like it's so nonchalant. A real tree. Now, 
this guy was just like Buster Keaton in that he would do all his own stunts and everything. It was very pantomime uh, Watch this. Watch this. So it's like he won't Whoa. really be falling all that elevation, but it doesn't make it safe. As a matter of fact, he will go on to lose his thumb. He lost his thumb after this film? Yes. There was a bomb, literal bomb, that he thought was a prop. He's like, ooh, he lost his fucking thumb. So in future movies, they put a glove on him, and it was really realistic. He didn't understand that he lost his thumb. You never saw it on TV. So fucking crazy. He, uh, yeah, he's great. I love Buster Keaton. I mean, uh, Harold Lloyd. <laughs> You're doing it again, but in reverse. You know, so one of the things, my, my father was able to get a box set of Harold Lloyd's uh, collection filled with uh -huh. silent movies and his talkies. And his talkies are not bad. They aren't bad. There's some decent comedies in there. And one of the things that Harold Lloyd did, and they included in the box set, he, he, he had his shit together compared to the other silent movie stars. Like, he owned the rights yeah. to his film. That's why there's an estate. And that's, he had his own uh, estate in Los Angeles. And he called it Green Acres. It's no longer cool. owned by the family. But one of the, his things he liked to do was 3D photography. And the box set included his original photography. You would wear the 3D glasses, the red and green ones, and oh. you could see them in 3D. Now watch his creative way, just like the laundry. This is how he does dishes. Oh, God, what a great way to do dishes. He spins. Yeah, he puts the thing so it will naturally unspin. Once again, though, he doesn't, you know, like... He got this from my TikTok video, instructional video. <laughs> Life hack. Life hack. Now watch how he'll put him away. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so he's just gonna put the shelf there and then. Yeah. <laughs> if only. Watch. He just lifts it. Now he will dry his dishes. Oh, with the heat. Now I think that's a wood shelf, right? Uh huh. Right under a flame. You get that charbroiled plate. <laughs> this tastes great. Did you? Is it? Is it? Uh, is it smoked ham? No, that's the plate, sir. Oh, and there he is. What a genius! Now, what they're doing is they're signing the rule. Uh, the like. Here, sir. Okay, then, yeah, yeah. They're signing a letter that, like, we want to do the dam. I've got all the money. Dear Street Treasurer, and basically all the hickories will sign it, except for guess who? Uh, bus, uh, Harold? Yeah. Oh, Dad. But then they'll say, isn't that cute? He wants to sign. Well, hey, you're a hickory, and he will sign, and he'll do it with the biggest John Hancock. Hickory, dickory, duck, is how he signs it. <laughs> so... He's saying, what do you think of the letters, boys? And the other two give their opinion. And then, like, Harold Lloyd just plays along. Yeah, yeah, it's good, yeah. I concur. He's trying so hard to be a hickory boy. You see how he keeps on not being able to sign it? Now, it's a little endearing how they're like, isn't that cute? He goes, Dad, didn't I sign? He goes, okay, oh. sure thing, son. Yeah, he is a hickory. Put your John Hickory right here. Jesus Christ, Harold Hickory. Yeah. Now, all of their names, you know, he's Harold Lloyd, 
and the other guy is Jim Hickory. His real name is um. Oh, no, it's not true. No, it's not true. Leo Wills is Leo Hickory. Olin Francis is Olin Hickory. Well, I was going to say how neat it was that their first name of all the actors was their first name in the film, but it's really not true. It wasn't so, good for them because they meet a Blair Witch later on. Yes. What? So here, it's like, you guys come into the medicine show? Says, medicine show? Who gave permission for a fucking medicine show? And then they're going to real. did you? No, sir. Did you? No, sir. Well, that's there the hickories. Yeah. So he's like, son? Oh. oh, I better drink some of this snake oil. Glug, 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 glug. So he marches his son back in there and says, did you give permission for him? He goes, yes, I did, Dad. He goes, ah, so you're a sheriff now, eh? Okay. He deputizes him and he says, then go shut down the show. Whoa. So that'll, that'll be his charge to go down there and kick out the medicine show that he let in. Mary, Mary, you got to close up the medicine show. Why constrict? What you're doing? Run DMC again? Yeah. Right? Do you want to play that? Very, very. <laughs> who's your daddy? Oh, look at that! Our Broadway. That's weak. Was there a Broadway in 1927? Of course. Broadway melodies in 1927. Run DMC. Mary, Mary. No, you're not. Well, you said. No, we got busted for playing. It's tricky. Yeah, so we can't be heard in Indonesia. But that's our fan base. We have a restriction in Germany. Oh, our German listeners. Why are you bugging? Okay, okay finally. Show, and we have the lamest entertainment ever, a horrible, horrible Mary Dance. Now listen, man, Mary Dance is what I'll take. Back in back in uh, Bakersfield and Burbank, that's, mm -hmm. that's blindly lucky to get a Mary Dance. Now, here is He-Man, and this is what the medicine's going to do for you. Now, look, he can't get through because he's a wimpy, wimpy little hickory. Yeah, easy, fellas. So, look, he gets sure. an idea. Like, some dog You see, that guy pushed right through. Oh, so he's, he's in the butt. Right, I now... I just climb over everybody like they're trees. Now, look, he walked in. Now he's walking out, and that walks Harold out. Huh? Damn it. It's as funny as Buster Keaton. Now look, this dog gives him an idea. Oh, hey. just it there he go. No animal. Boys always claimed this to be his favorite amongst all his films. In later years, he proudly screened the film in select theaters and film schools. Oh, that's cool. It's not a bad movie so far, right? It's it's. And it was a huge hit. This made him the biggest box office draw in 1927. Wow. And we are talking Metropolis and Jazz Singer and, and Wings during that year. Yeah, he was the top box office attraction. I really want to try some snake oil. I would totally be in front row, like, come on. He's like, excuse me, excuse me, I have to shut you down. Excuse me. You, son, you can have this. <laughs> uh, hey, excuse me, performer commanding the stage. Right. Uh, yeah. It's okay with you. I'd like to shut down the show. My dad told me. There certainly some, right? but have you tried? Since I got your ear, everyone's ear. Have you tried? Oh, he's telling to go away. Yeah. Never mind that, folks. 
Pick a card, any card. Excuse me, excuse me, I must insist. He goes, all right, all right, come on up here. Come on up here, sir. Pick, Pick a card. Pick that card. So he basically, okay, he's going to do a trick that proves that the sheriff is out of sight. They kind of don't know what that means. Like, certainly we didn't say out of sight until, like, late 60s. You think, I, like, I, out of sight, man? Now watch this. Trapdoor. And look who is so loves it. Watch him clap. It's Hank. Watch Hank. <laughs> Oof. I don't like that guy. Yeah, we're not yeah. supposed to. It's really kind of tragic that he killed himself and was trying so hard to find the story. Was he sick? Was he a drunk? Did he get maimed? Like, why would he do that? Did he suffer right. from depression his whole life? I couldn't find the answer because... He's a footnote. You see, Mike, that's one of the sucky things about doing the research for this film. These guys, you see all these films they were in, and you don't know any of them, you know? He worked with blah, blah, blah. He worked with blah, blah, blah. Well, who the hell is blah, blah, blah? We're out of context. You know, at this point, Carl, I mean, we're old guys, and we, we might have younger listeners, but this film is pretty old for all of us. Yes. You know, so we don't know the culture, really. <laughs> star on his butt. Oh, like the sieges. He's looking for, yeah, like the star, the star-butted sieges. I remember. Yeah. He's looking for his, uh, his, uh, I have my authority. You're no longer a sheriff. Give me your badge of gun, okay? (laughs) Um, the, um, the only other thing about Hank Hooper, his name is Ralph Yearsley, and he's English. British born, but he he worked in a lot of Hollywood films. He died. Uh, let's see. He's born 1896, so he did not have a long life. And there's some story there that I just can't tell you. All right. Now I looked up Leo Wilson, Olin Franston's, Constantine Romanoff, who Sandowski there, Frank Landing. I don't know. The they're not like for instance. Frank Landing, an American actor of the silent area era, appeared in 84 films between 1910 and 1934. This is kind of information I was able to pull out because there's nothing relatable to our audience. Look how they're fucking with this guy, man. Ah, uh, man. And there's no, oh, like, stuff. Oh. You know that's Harold's ass. Wow, yeah, this man, is crazy. Jack show was fire. Come on, even Jackie Chan doesn't dangle from a trapeze uh, thing over a, a now fire. Now, who saves him? Mary saves him. Yay. So, now, I, I bring you down here to shut down the medicine show, and they've got you stringed up as if it's a lynching, and the town burns down. Huh, you're, you're a hickory. Come on, kid. That's my sheriff. I'll give Close. you 24 hours to get out of town. Who's that, the medicine board? Oh, the That's Flash, yeah, the yeah. leader of the medicine board. He goes, Flash I'll was... get the key to unlock you, Mr. Hickory. He really likes him. Now, is that Flash, uh, Spider-Man's friend, who was such a jerk? No, that isn't Flash. Flash was uh, a high school kid in the 